We live in a modern, hyper-connected world where everything is becoming smart and connected. Curious about what lies ahead and how this will impact your daily life? I'm Brett Jordan, and this is Smarter Everything, a podcast on the future of connectivity, powered by Afero. Traditionally, buying and deploying and using smart and connected devices was hard, painful, and often downright frustrating. Nick Millette at the Home Depot is looking to change all of that with their Hubspace platform. This platform focuses on ease of use, security, and just doing the right thing for their customers. In today's episode of Smarter Everything, we'll be once again talking with Nick Millette, the leader of the Home Depot's Smart and Connected program. We'll be talking about this program, which they call Hubspace, and what it means for the IoT ecosystem as a whole. If you have not checked out part one of my discussion with Nick Millette, please go do that. It's an amazing discussion on IoT, Hubspace, and everything that the Home Depot is doing. Here is my conversation with Nick. Hey, Nick, I'm so excited to have you back today on Smarter Everything. It was so fun talking to you last time. Um, as we get started today, Nick, can, can we just like come back to a concept that you brought up at the end of part one around easily connecting smart home devices? You mentioned one thing about like this setup, and sometimes I think it's called onboarding. I, I've had a lot of smart and connected IoT products over the years, and <clears throat> like some of them will have a QR code, but you have to go through this arduous process. You have to Bluetooth pair to the device, and that may or may not work. Um, and then you have to leave your Wi-Fi network that you have at your house to connect to this host AP, soft AP, uh, Wi-Fi network that's part of that product. And then you have to do all of this weird stuff and this setup stuff. Um, and then you have to somehow get back off of that Wi-Fi network and onto your, your own home network and then see if you can connect. And so I, I've been a network engineer on really large networks and cybersecurity, you know, for a really long time. And I, I won't mention the name because I, I don't want to do any brand shaming, but I did buy a non-Home Depot door lock for my, my front door. Uh, it's a national brand. And it took me four calls to customer support and a week to get that to connect to my network. And I have a very enterprise-grade network in my house, and it was a nightmare. And then when I went and bought some of your Hubspace stuff, it was like magic. I scan the QR code, I plug it in, and it's done. Like, I didn't have to do anything. Like, I didn't have to fiddle with it. I was like, oh, this is, like, not possible. Like, what kind of black magic voodoo, you know, witch doctor stuff are you doing? It's almost anticlimactic. You know, in, inside Home Depot, I've had a lot of meetings where I like, I will show setting up the product. I won't say the person's name, but I was in a meeting. I did the, the demo and I was like, so what do you think? They were like, what's the big deal? They were like, you scan the URL code and it connected. I was like, exactly. That is the point. With, you know, traditional smart home products, setting them up the old school way of the access point. I always joke, it's the sh spaceship coming back to Earth where, like, you hit the point where you go into radio silence when yeah. it's going too fast and it heats up and you just really hope it doesn't blow up. And then they come out of the other side of, like, landed and everybody's safe. It's like, you really hope it didn't blow up and nobody really knows you're in that radio silence zone. That was my experience with when I was in sort of planning, testing out hundreds of products. It was, you'd see the same thing every time. And... The biggest one was 2.4 gigahertz Wi-Fi networks versus 5.0 gigahertz Wi-Fi networks. 
and that also being confused with 5G. Customers have no idea yeah. which one is the 2.4 gigahertz versus the 5.0 gigahertz, or if they have a 5G network router in their house that puts out 2.4 gigahertz. They don't know any. It, oh goodness gracious, that is a huge call driver. Alfaro, the the solution we have basically took that off the table. So when you scan the QR code, it seamlessly connects to the product via Bluetooth. So you're already connected to the product. And then rather than like your phone going out and all, looking for all these Wi-Fi networks, it, it just it just works. We took all of the pain points out of it. The customer care call rate that we had forecasted was huge. So, you know, we based it off of historical sales of digital products that we had. Said we thought it was going to be X. The actual customer care call rate has been a tremendous amount lower than X. It is kind of gobsmacking and, and humbling, you know, two years later to see what the actual customer care call rate versus what we prepared for. I wasted a lot of customer care call agents time by training them and training a lot of people never ended up getting a call. So that point where you said you were setting up the door lock, you are a highly technical person. You were not my target customer of grandma in Idaho. So that, that was the huge differentiator for us was being able to actually have the right to win with that customer that is not technical and being able to give them a product they can actually set up and use themselves without the customer care calls. Yeah. And I think that's the magic. And, and what I've personally experienced with the Hubspace products that I now have in my home, I've been phasing everything else out and it's just, it's been really nice. Like, you know, we needed a few more. My wife went and just went over to Home Depot and bought some herself. She's like, okay, what do I need? And I say, just buy the Hubspace ones. And so she did. And then she comes home, I'm like, do you need help setting up? She's like, oh, no, it already, it's already done. I just did it, and it was really easy. So this leads into this question that I wanted to come back to that you kind of hinted to a little bit earlier, this thread I wanted to pull. So what are the problems that you were trying to solve when you started this venture of building your own ecosystem, your own smart and connected product line through the, the various private label stuff you're doing at the Home Depot? it was needed in this space that someone needed to do this the right way from a security perspective. I felt to protect our customers, you know, I was always waiting for the regulation to come down to make sure the cybersecurity was done the right way. I slept better at night knowing that I was at least doing something to try and fix that problem. Everybody who was in the smart home space, if you had smart home products in your phone, you inevitably ended up with that folder on your phone called smart home with like 19 different apps on it. Trying to at least give one common platform for all of these things was a huge pain point that we were trying to solve. Even in lighting, you have landscape lighting, you have exterior lighting, you have security lighting, you have light bulbs, you have light fixtures, you have recessed lighting, you have ceiling fans. Those are all very different lighting brands and companies that are out there in the space, but in somebody's house, it's just a light. So from a customer perspective, you want to be able to control all of that but from a Home Depot perspective, there was no brand that spanned all of that except for Home Depot's private brands between EcoSmart, Hampton Bay, Commercial Electric, Defiant. We actually spanned every single point of light inside and outside of your house. So it was giving that one common platform for all the different places and then getting the cost down to a level where I'm democratizing smart home in a way of trying to sell it, get it to a price point where it's a couple dollars more to buy the smart product versus the not smart product, not twice as much. So having that manufacturing flexibility to be able to 
take it from one manufacturer to another manufacturer, make sure we're getting the best possible cost and get, getting costs down was really the last main point. So it's cybersecurity, customer satisfaction on the one platform, and then getting the costs down to a place where the customers could really afford it were really the main goals we were kind of trying to solve. Yeah, you think like on lighting, like I remember when it was all incandescent bulbs and then we went to the fluorescents and CFLs and stuff like that. And then there was the LED came along. And what I, I envision in the not too distant future that yes, you'll be able to buy like a non-smart LED light bulb, but that'll be really rare. Nearly every light bulb that you buy, whether you make use of all the functionality or not, will just be smart. Because like I know in my my house with the lights, it's really nice at certain times of day, especially in the evening, to have them go from the normal higher Kelvin light down to a softer yellow light as the evening moves on. So I have a lot of these down lights and all these ones from Home Depot that I buy. And there's like each room has 10 of them in the ceiling because I like a lot of light, but I historically set them all at 4,000 Kelvin. But now as I've switched them out to the smart light bulbs during the day and in the early evening, you know, when it, it's dark, I, I want it to be like really lit, right? Because there's an emotional kind of help that I think that comes from a lot of light. And so I, I like to set them around 4,000 Kelvin. But then as it gets closer or further into the evening, I start turning that color temperature down um, and it just happens automatically. And it's fantastic. You're on the, the edge of the kind of customer experience in terms of like kind of getting that circadian rhythm and things like that. I think most of your listeners will have had this pain point. You have six lights, one light bulb burns out. You go to the store to buy the one light bulb to replace it. And you don't know, is it soft light? Is it daylight? Was it incandescent? What was yeah. the, and then you, you inevitably buy the wrong light temperature light. You take it home, screw it in. Now you've got the one lamp that is kind of bluish, <laughs> the five lamps that are kind of yellowish. And just taking that pain point out of at least making it easy so that all the lights in your house are at least the, the same light temperature at the same time is actually a very material thing in people's houses, especially when you start factoring in like integrated LED light fixtures yeah. and things like that. Like that's not a light bulb you could change. So if like you're making an integrated LED fixture, what lighting temperature do you put it at? Yeah. That's a very real problem that people have to figure out and have to deal with every day. So I think there always will be a space for the non-connected LED bulb. But I, I do think that as connected prices continue to come down, and the customer fear factor of smart home or connected products continues to go down. That being the normalcy of not having to have five different light bulbs that are the exact same, just with different lighting temperatures in the store, having one light bulb that can span all the whole spectrum will kind of become the norm in my crystal ball that I'm looking at, but who knows? Well, I, I think that's an excellent use case, right? That makes it so much easier for the consumer when they go to buy products. They can go to the shelf, they pick out the shape that they're interested in, and then they bring it home because it can do any color temperature. And if they want it to be more yellow or more, you know, if they want to do funky colors, you know, you don't need to go buy a dedicated green or blue or red light bulb. You can just buy your normal EcoSmart smart light bulb and you can make it red or green or blue or, or yellow or whatever color you want. Do you have any fun stories that you've experienced in this endeavor to get Hubspace going and, and using smart and connected products? So my parents, you know, they're not to say the stereotype, but they're retired and they live in Florida. Um, and my dad, he worked for the U.S. State Department for a very long time. He's somewhat technical, but he's somewhat of your surly old man. And he's 
technology. So, you know, build hub space, do all this stuff. And the two things that cracked me up is they built their dream house and they get all of this landscape lighting. And I go to their house and I, I was like, dad, why do you have three landscape lighting transformers? And he's like, well, I wanted the front yard to be on all night. I wanted the backyard to be on till this time. And I, I wanted these ones to be on all the time at night. And I was like, again, why do you have three different transformers? He's like, well, because I had to do the three different schedules. And it was, I was like, gee, dad, if only your son could have solved that problem for you by making a Hampton Bay landscape lighting transformer, three independently controlled zones. Yeah. And, and I was like, do you have to go out and adjust the time when, you know, the sunset time changes throughout the year. And he's like, yeah, it's such a pain. I was like, gee, if only your son had this <laughs> thing they could solve. So I at least got him a light bulb and he agreed to take the light bulb home and set it up. So he put the light bulb and the lamp in his living room. And, you know, a week later he calls me and he's, rah, 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 your, your hub space isn't working. I was, I was like, what, why not? What do you mean? He's like, it didn't turn on at sunset. And I was like, well, dad, Google what time sunset is in your your house in Florida. And Google's it and he goes, 7.35. And I was like, well, what time is it now, Dad? He's like, 7.31. I was like, call me in four minutes if it doesn't turn on. <laughs> Sends me a text six, six minutes later. I was like, fine, you win. <laughs> it, it, is, it is the little things like that that boggles my mind of like, once you finally get, now my dad is all about hop space. Yeah. He's got, you know, the lights. He's got, we, we have, I have a, four month old and a four year old. So, you know, we go down yeah. to visit Nana and Papa in Florida. My dad redid all the, the BR lights and the recess lights overhead and put in the, the hub space yeah. ones. And he's got them all. He's like, he tells my son, Jack, Jack, come look at this. He goes, Christmas. And he hits it and they all go red and green. And now he's all about it. It was, it was just very comical to watch the progression from like surly old man to old man. Now like super excited to show my four year old that his lights go in Christmas mode all Place. Oh, that's fantastic. There's been lots of stories like that. In, inside Home Depot, there are our customers are the best customers in the world, but you will find some people who are surly about technology and just getting someone over that bare minimum hurdle of like, don't put a photo cell in, just try the dust to dawn on this. It'll change. And then you'll see that same customer come in two weeks later. It's like, you changed my whole world. Yeah. It, it's It's been a humbling journey. From Home Depot's perspective, what makes a homeowner happy? How do you define success and happiness for your customers? It's a hard thing to define, but really at the, the end of the day, it's we live and breathe by the reviews that we get on products and, and what customers tell us about them. So whether it's a product review on homeview.com or a mobile app review, that's where I view customer happiness is if somebody's not happy with a product, they're going to let you know. They're going to let you know very clearly in the reviews. There have been a couple of people who are very unhappy about certain things about our products. And I love those customers for sharing their, their feedback reviews because another great part about our smart home products is we can actually go in and change the product based on that feedback and it gets updated on the product in their house. They don't have to do anything because we have this OTA process that just happens in the background seamlessly. It's not the you have to go in because there's the annoying one on your iPhone over the app. It just happens in the background and that customer's pain point is, is fixed. So I've seen reviews where someone is ranting about something and then they'll come back and they'll leave a follow-up review and says, somebody obviously read this review and fixed it. Thank you very much. There are some that, you know, you're never going to please, but the overwhelming majority of customers we have had have been very happy. I think we have 
4.8 stars with like 35,000 reviews on the Apple App Store. Wow. That was something that blew me away. That doesn't was happen. not expecting like that. That is so uh, like wow. The people that are not happy about products, they're usually the ones that leave the reviews and let you know. The fact that we had 4.8 stars with that many people leaving positive reviews was was the thing that made me think like, okay, we got something. So your customers, you've hinted on this a couple times, but just to kind of bring it together kind of a little more succinctly, what are you finding uh, with your customers and their adoption of HubSpace? Are, are you starting to see an uptick here? Or is the program being successful? The first thing was it needed to be turnkey and it needed to work all the time. And it has, and our customer care call rates have been way lower than what we were expecting, even lower than the non-connected equivalent products in some instances. Wow. So that, that has been a, a very clear, like, yes, this is working. Based on what I know from my previous role in the sort of planning where I just dove into every statistic I could get my hands on, I know the connection rate of our products, what number we sell. Because you know, I, you know, I'm checking the number of units sold on a daily basis, and I'm checking on a sometimes hourly basis of how many devices are connecting online. The connection rate that we have seen is, I love this word, it is gobsmacking of how many people are actually connecting the product once they bought it and taken it home, compared to what I knew was the industry rate is a stark difference. So that it just works kind of mentality has really kind of proven to be successful. There are areas of opportunity that we still have and we're working on. And those are honestly more in like the marketing, branding, customer awareness perspective, but the actual solution perspective of HubSpace from a core basic product functionality. Can I get the light, take the light bulb home? Can I get it connected? Can I turn it on? Can I turn it off? Can I dim it? Can I do CCT? Very, very happy. We are not the Jetson smart home where everything's automated and you got circadian rhythm and all of those things, but the core basic functionality, which is what the overwhelming majority of customers need, it's been very, very successful. I mean, everybody wants the Jetson home, but I don't think the mass market really wants it yet because it's scary. I think in, you know, five to seven, maybe 10 years, you know, we'll get there. But what customers want today and what the mass market wants is they want simplicity and ease of use. They want things like light bulbs that just, like you said, you know, change, you know, and do things and do whatever. And so the, the jets and smart home, where, where it goes wrong is when you have an automation that's run or an automation that was automatically put on something and your light is at 100% brightness and you're reading a book and then the automation comes because it's X time of night and it starts dimming your light without you doing anything while you're reading that is very upsetting. So it's yeah. like, we don't have the intelligence enough yet to actually do that for a mass consumer. Maybe someone who's got, you know, millions, if not billions of dollars for someone to come in and do a bespoke automation for them where they sit down in every room. Yes. But like, you can't develop an automation that's not going to annoy a customer X percentage of the time where they're eventually just going to rip the light bulb out and just put another dumb one in because they don't want the light to dim while they're reading the book. There's a comfort level that people need to get to where they're comfortable with the security and they're comfortable with, you know, the functionality of the devices. I know on the security side, like it's alarming how many products out there have security vulnerabilities and issues. And 
you know, but obviously the Hubspace stuff is, is really good. It's very solid. They're not showing up in threat research. They're not showing up in, you know, cyber threat intelligence feeds. So I think the product there is probably really good. So I have two closing questions for you. You know, what is the major trend, you know, people should be paying attention to? And then where do you see the Hubspace program in the next 18 to 24 months? I don't think I can share too much about what Hubspace is going to do in that the next 18 to 24 months, but I, I can say, you know, we will continue expanding our, if anybody watched the Pinky and the Brain cartoon, I watched it a lot growing up because I, you know, what are you doing tonight, Ian? I'm trying to take over the world. Yes, we will continue to expand into more product categories and bring more products to market. I think one of the major trends that people should be paying attention to, and I think finally are starting to pay attention to, is the cybersecurity in products. So, you know, you have the White House looking at consumer labeling programs for for products and trying to figure out the right way to do that. I think that is a sorely needed kind of development from the federal government in this space of if I if I'm just a consumer and I see two products on the shelf, how do I know if one is secure or not versus the other? Judging by price point is a pretty bad way to do it. You know, maybe put your blind trust in that being a reputable brand over another brand, but that's a reputable light bulb brand. What is that light bulb brand historically know about cybersecurity. Finally, people are starting to, I think, gain awareness and traction there. And I think that will be one of the trends that are continuing to grow. I think that White House labeling program and the the growth there, especially kind of being led by the EU, is something that will continue to, to move forward over the next 18 to 24 months, I'd say. Yeah, you're referring to the EU Cyber Resiliency Act and then the EDC EN 303-645 uh, specification for IoT security. Um, obviously, there's some NIST stuff as well. But then the White House is looking at coming out with some regulation and some uh, strategy. They're also looking at coming out with some uh, labeling designs, very similar to what Singapore has done, you know, and how they've uh, adopted that. So it'll definitely be interesting, you know, I mean, consumers need to understand that security is an issue. You know, I, I've mentioned this a couple times on um, other podcasts here that my neighbor, you know, she's a social media influencer. She doesn't have Hubspace products, but I'm trying to help her uh, in that environment. But she had a camera. This camera was a baby camera and it was compromised. And, you know, this person was talking with her two-year-old son every night, all throughout the night. And he became the boogeyman in the closet and horrible night terrors. And it's like, this is just, this is the kind of thing that makes your blood curdle and just lets you realize that security is vitally important and that all IoT and smart connected devices aren't the same. And clearly what you're doing and the, the view that you have on uncompromising security for Home Depot and Home Depot's brand and what you're doing with Hubspace, you should be applauded. And it's definitely something that is, is going well and going right in the market. So people should definitely uh, follow your lead. Just do what's right for the customer and for your associates has been Home Depot's motto since day one. And I think that that is over the past 30, 40 years has worked out very well for Home Depot. And, I, I, you know, our Home Depot is very firm about keeping that culture in place. So, you know, I, I really hope and pray it continues extremely well. But at the end of the day, our job is to be the customer's advocate and do the right thing. That is fantastic. So thank you, Nick, for coming today to uh, Smarter Everything. Thank you for your insights into what you're doing at the Home Depot and for the impact you're making on the market. Uh, Nick Millette is the leader of the Hubspace Smart and Connected program for the Home Depot. 
and is driving this solution across the world. So thank you so much, Nick, and uh, it's good talking with you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today for this episode of Smarter Everything. We really love feedback, so please consider taking a moment to send us a comment or a rating on Apple Podcasts. And if you have time and you like this episode, please consider subscribing. We'll see you next time for Smarter Everything.